3: Domasi Caballeros, bienvenidos. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it, you're inside. Look in the world of combat sports. Straight up, they are correct. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am the reigning, the defending, the undisputed. Heavyweight champion on the radio areas, having defended that time for better than 33 years. And straight up to today, we're talking boxing with a Hall of Famer, That's right, Larry Merchant in the house, folks. the phone lines as the godfather of the HBO scene, of course, from the 70s. Wow, all the way to us until a couple of years ago. He was like the main figurehead as far as HBO was concerned. But he still got his, I'm going to put his, his hands, his hand on the pulse of the boxing business. So Larry Merchant will be here in just a few minutes to share his wisdom with us. In the MMA hour, hour number two of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, we're talking in depth about Conor McGregor. Of course, Conor McGregor challenging Floyd Mayweather. Looks like that fight might happen the way that Floyd's talking. Last night, HBO did a show. Nobody really cared about it. But guess what? Showtime was rocking and rolling. I mean, rocking and rolling. Of course, on top, Carl Frampton. Did Frampton come alive? Well, not really. Lost a close decision to Leo Santa Cruz, of course. He had won the first fight. Very close majority decision. That means one judge had it even. Same thing with the rematch. I guess they're going to have a third fight. So fights on HBO that nobody really cared about. Fights on Showtime that people cared about. Mikey Garcia of Oxnard, California, shining like I've never seen him shine before. But then again, he was fighting a hobo. The guy looks, ah, I won't say that, but the guy looks sort of like me. At 55, 55, 57, 58, 59 years old. Straight up, what I'm trying to tell you is the guy looked old, slow, and he was a southpaw. Sort of was a nightmare reminder of what would happen if I returned to the world of boxing. <laughs> you are tuned the Sports Byline and Ring Talk Live worldwide. Open phone lines around the world. Join me and Larry Merchant after the break. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. This is Ring Talk Live on Sports Byline.
0: Once more 800-758-0725.
5: Do you love pizza? Because if you love pizza, the 10 any pizza deal from Pizza Hut is the biggest no-brainer in the history of the world. You can carry out a large pizza, any toppings
2: anytime for just 10 bucks. Even a large pan meat lovers or pepperoni lovers or whatever toppings you love, they're all 10 bucks. The 10 any pizza deal because no one out pizzas the Hut. Ask for this offer. Additional charge for extra cheese and stuffed crust. Product availability, prices, and participation may vary. Do you have an old car sitting in your driveway? How would you like to learn a hassle-free way to get rid of it, help kids in need, and get a great tax donation in the process? It's real easy. One simple free call to our car donation hotline is all it takes. Call the Nishama Foundation at 800-760-4895, 800-760-4895. We'll come pick your car up for free and give you a tax donation for the full value of the car, running or not.
3: Pedro,
4: let me, let me, tell, let me Go ahead. tell you something, man. Congratulations on your long time in radio. You are a team, team for your ratings, man. I was reading about that. I'm very uh, impressed with you, Pedro. Now,
0: more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
3: Joe Mannix, Mike Connors, kick-ass as Joe Mannix. Saturday nights, man, it was like that was when TV rocked on Saturday nights. That's when you stayed home on Saturdays. And guess what? He's still rocking and rolling today and and then he was a star basketball player for UCLA. They called him Touch Connors, an Armenian-American. Uh, Is that right, Godfather? Can you back that up, Larry Merchant, what I just
4: said? Uh, I'm sorry, I can't. I never got into that series. Um, I was uh, a working guy, traveling all over and working uh, late nights, so um, I missed a lot of what many people uh, found enthralling about television in uh, in that era. Hmm.
3: Okay, so Mike Connors did pass. Um, I will say this, Godfather, uh, the show of all shows. They they ranked it number one in, in a uh, in in a uh, poll of of TV shows all from around around the world. The Sopranos came in number one. Are you surprised?
4: Uh, I don't know how these polls uh, are done, but it doesn't surprise me because uh, the, the Sopranos is one of those shows that uh, crosses borders and oceans and mountain ranges and, and is, is something that uh, uh, connects to people on a very uh, a basic level.
3: Larry Merchant's our guest, of course, we're talking HBO, and wow, HBO, of course, had the, the Sopranos. I remember when we had the the HBO parties like at Mosley and um, in Delahoya in the early part of the century, we had the party at the Staples Center, and the entire Soprano cast showed up, and wow, I mean, that, that was just, that was those are one hell of evenings. Those were special events, and what I'm leading to right now is, how come HBO is sort of kicking back and not doing a whole lot of boxing?
4: Um... Well, you know, um, the Sopranos is a game changer for HBO in terms of its programming, uh, much as boxing uh, earlier was a big game changer. Mm -hmm. Um, HBO basically put the networks uh, out of the boxing business because they could afford to pay so much more for the good fights and even more than that for the big fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there w- were thrilling fighters and and fights along about that time. You know Sugar Ray Leonard and Hearns and Hagler, and, and then the the heavyweight era with uh, with Tyson. Holyfield and and uh, Tyson uh, and Riddick Bowe and. Many, if not most, of their fights were on HBO, not pay-per-view. So um, that was then. This is now. It's a different time. Um, um, America isn't producing a lot of uh, homegrown fighters um, or fighters who can uh, capture the public's attention. There is still a strong... Subculture of of uh, people who watch the fights. There were two good cards on last night. Uh, four good fights um, on Showtime and on HBO. Things change. Uh, I don't know what's going on at HBO, and they're not talking. Uh, they're putting some shows on pay. If anything that looks smacks of being an interesting show is going on, each, on pay-per-view these days. Hmm. So uh, um, that's above my pay grade, but that's the
3: background of it. Okay. You know, you talked about America, <clears throat> excuse me, not producing high-quality, world-class talent in the world of boxing. That's because, and I'm going to sound like one of these guys reaching back, that's because there's no Freddie Browns, there's no Ray Arcells, there's no Angelo Dundee's. There's no really, there's no real teachers, and the only real teacher I can think right now that's really, really good—I mean, a, a master from the old days that knew a lot of the old tricks and this and that—he's a scumbag in Panama Lewis, and I hope he was dead. But outside of Panama Lewis,
4: well, nobody I, from that. I, you know, I I agree with you. We don't know many of the top trainers in that, uh, but that's just a reflection of boxing uh, going from a mainstream sport where there were gyms in every town in America, okay?
6: Mm-hmm. And, and,
4: and fights in some cities every night in clubs. Uh, and that no longer exists. And so the fact that we don't have famous trainers anymore or people going into that game uh, and, and, and earning a living on the margins, even if they're not uh, famous... Uh, that's just what boxing has become. I don't think boxing has become that because there aren't trainers. I think it's, it's the other way around. If, if it was uh, a, a big part of the popular culture as it once was, then we would see more trainers. Uh, that said, um, I take it for what it is. It's a, it's a more globalized sport today. It's flourishing in some parts of the globe um and last night we saw a reflection of that in the in the four fights um, that were featured on Showtime and h b o and it's just a different world and uh, the longer you live uh, uh pedro the the more you see these changes happen okay.
3: let's let's talk about the um the Showtime main event, of course, Leo Santa Cruz edging uh, Carl Frampton to regain a 126-pound title. Of course, Leo Santa Cruz now 33-1-1, wins the rematch, 18 kills. A majority decision, couldn't be much closer than this, 115-113, 115-113, and 114-114. Frampton now 23-1, Santa Cruz, as I said, 33-1-1, 18 kills. Uh, It was a decent fight. I I wouldn't call it the second coming of... uh, yeah, I, it wasn't the greatest fight in the world, but I was, I was entertained. But I was more entertained by the co-feature, which, which was a bit of a mismatch. Of course, we're talking about Mikey Garcia. But first of all, let's talk about Santa Cruz. Um, Santa Cruz impressed you?
4: Well, he impressed me in, in the sense that um, he controlled his aggression more. Uh, threw some few punches that he normally does. Still threw a lot of them. Uh, and in that way, he was able to control Frampton, and he didn't let Frampton have a lot of the kinds of big moments that often dis- decide rounds and fights. Uh, so you have to give Santa Cruz credit. Uh, both of these guys are in their primes. Uh, it was a, a good, brisk uh, boxing match, I thought. Uh, neither one could seriously hurt the other guy um, presumably there'll be a third fight um, at some point um, the first one was in New York this one was in Las uh, Vegas, and maybe the next one will be over in Britain or Ireland um, and uh, they've entertained people and uh, it's 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 a good show and uh uh they're good fighters who make good fights, uh, and that's all we can, we can ask for. Sometimes we get great fights. Sometimes we get lousy fights. I'm just interested in seeing good fights, and um, they gave us, I thought, a good fight last night. It's not a great one.
3: And, of course, the co-feature. Wow, at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. Mikey Garcia of Oxnard, California, 36 zip, 30 KOs, having won belts at 126-130 capture these WBC 135-pound title, stopped a guy by the name of Dijon, I won't get into his last name, Is tough, 22 one one of Montenegro, the first guy from Montenegro to ever win a world title and probably the last for a long, long time, 22 one 15 kills. We heard he could fight going in, but Garcia was just too much. Well,
4: I think it was evident in about the first 30 seconds, Pedro, that uh, Garcia was going to outclass this guy. And he did. And uh, how how this guy became a champion? I don't know. He looked like you know tough tough little guy. Not a lot of skills. I don't know who his opponents were. I frankly I never heard of him before. And it was uh, obvious um, that it was a a mismatch, as you say. Uh, but it's more about the story of uh, Garcia uh, coming back from that uh, two plus year. Uh, rest he took from boxing and the question is what would have where would mikey garcia be today if he had had four or five more fights in in those two two and a half years and had results like this he would be the top two or three guys in the game in america good point we'll talk about
3: the the decision mikey garcia made and the hbo fights after the break Larry Merchants is with me. I've got open phone lines around the world. 1-800-878-PLAY. That's 1-800-878-7529. You're tuned to Ring Talk live from Sports Byline in San Francisco, California.
6: are you a parent of a two to seven year old listen closely for an exciting free radio offer by now you've probably heard of abc mouse the award-winning and revolutionary online learning program that's changing the lives of early learners everywhere abc mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher it has helped her so much designed by teachers and early childhood learning experts ABC Mouse seamlessly aligns with what your child is already learning in school. And with over 7,000 learning activities and more than 650 lessons, it's the most comprehensive early learning site on earth. I have been teaching for 13 years, and I've never seen a program like ABC Mouse. It encompasses science, math, reading, social studies. It's just endless what they can learn on ABC Mouse. I've always had to use 20 websites, and now I can just use one. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month but you have to go to abcmouse.com slash free to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash free abcmouse.com slash free
4: You asked me uh, how
5: well did he fight? I don't know but I can tell you one thing, he punched good.
0: Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
3: Check it. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, of course, live on Sportsline, iHeartRadio, and a slew of other platforms, of course, each and every Saturday, Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific, i right here on Byline. This past week, the 22nd, of course, wow, Joe Frazier uh, and George Foreman rocking in Jamaica. That was January 22nd, 1973. And Joe said that George hit hard. Man, George did hit hard, but I'll never
4: forget. Larry, did you call that fight? No, uh I was not at that fight. I watched the fight. Um and it was uh, clear to me uh, that uh, Fraser was not the same Fraser uh who beat Ali to win the title and that's in their famous first fight. Uh he was I don't know, uh seven, eight pounds heavier. Um after the Ali fight, he was in uh, hospital for I don't know ten days or or so uh, just from the from the beating he took and and the beating his body took uh, and I don't think he was ever the same quite again uh, and uh, he just wasn't enough uh, for Foreman who was a big strong guy and uh, and and. and Frazier kept walking into big punches, and that was the end
3: of that. 37-0 and was Frazier. 26-0 and was Foreman. And I told you I used to watch Foreman. Foreman won the Golden Gloves here in San Francisco a few years before I did. A few years. Um, and I used to watch him in the gym, and he was always a bully. He always beat up on short and small guys. And, I mean, he used to hit him in the back of the head. So when he hit Joe Frazier in the back of the head like he did when Joe was sort of, like, staggering away from him, Um that was sort of George Foreman for the course apart for, for the course at that point in time then he sort of straightened out his image for saying came back as the 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 hamburger guy and this and that and he wasn't taking cheap shots anymore
4: well he was you know he had a remarkable uh, uh, I don't even think you can call it a comeback because it was ten years later it was like a rebirth uh, both as a person and as a fighter, he was much more technically sound as a fighter, etc. Uh, and he's he's a remarkable figure in boxing history for for having done that. But early on, he was just this big, tough, strong guy who tried to hurt his opponents with every punch, and that was something that Ali, and only Ali, could take advantage of in their famous fight in Africa by. Uh, uh, encouraging Joe, uh, George to uh, punch himself
3: out. Okay, HBO rolled last night, of course, in, on Saturday night. Not a whole lot of people knew Francisco Gervais and Miguel Bertolt in one fight and Takishi Mora and Miguel, Mickey Roman in another. Um, we talked about this earlier, the, the lack of, of quality fights, on big-time fights on HBO. Um, do you have a gut feeling that's going to change soon or, or, or are we headed south on that one? I, I didn't get to ask you about that.
4: You know, you just have to judge by what they do, not what their history is, not what they say, although they're not saying anything. That this, this may be a pause, there may be a pause button in terms of their budgets for various corporate reasons. Um, but they put on a damn good show last night. Uh, yeah. Even if it was low level, it was there was, uh, you know, 20 plus. Rounds of uh, serious back-and-forthing, and and, uh, maybe for a lot of people it was just uh, the prelims to the the Showtime fight. Uh, But um, if they don't have a lot of money, they're investing it in in some good fights, Mm -hmm. Uh, and maybe that will make some other good fights. Uh, until they get their act together, or maybe they're not going to
3: get their act together. Miguel Brechelt, now 31 and one, twenty-eight kills, D3 and WBC 130-pound champion, Francisco L. Ben, Vargas, 23-1-2, 17 Wax It was a pretty nasty 11th-round TKO at Fantasy Springs down there, in, in Indio, California, Larry, you remember how hot it was when we used to do fights down in Indio, at Fantasy Springs, it was like 107 degrees. I think we—I was doing radio on one side of the ring, and you were on the other side of the ring, and, and I asked the guy how hot it was, and he told me it was 107 degrees, and the sun was going down.
4: Well, I—I I did one or two fights uh, out there in the desert, <laughs> um, and. Uh, I was kind of used to the heat because I, I would spend weekends in, in the Palm Springs area. Um, and there were some fights in Vegas, outdoor fights in Vegas, uh, where, yeah, it could be 100 degrees uh, on the street, but under the lights, who knew how, how hot it was? And that, was, that, that could factor into uh, the fights themselves. The other fight that
3: rocked on HBO was Takashi Muhura, thirty one and three, obviously out of Japan, two draws and twenty-four whacks, twelfth round knockout of Mickey Roman. Mickey Roman came in fifty-six and eleven, obviously left at sixty-six and twelve in a WBC eliminator. But I do want to mention I do wanna mention these results from the Fitz last night. I don't even know where the the Fitz is. Anyway, I wanna mention this before we go. Larry, this is funny. Fights of the Fitz, Saturday night at the Fitzgerald Casino and Hotel in Tunica, Mississippi. <laughs> in the main event Memphis uh Dedrick Bell 15 and 29 scored a 6 round KO over Aaron Anderson 3 and 47. But you know what Larry, it was an entertaining fight from what I read and for the most part boxing I think it needs more club shows because if you can have the club shows that's where the stars come from and people don't realize that we need an amateur program, we need club shows,
4: we need shows like oh, this. Geez, I mean geez, there geez, are
3: guys geez, probably geez, undercard geez. That, that that learn something.
4: Well, what you need is interest. What you need is kids who can see that this is a a way to get out and up. There was also a card in Philadelphia last night, I believe. Uh, so, um, um, and uh, cards all around the globe. But that's just, that's just a Saturday night. The reason you had two you had fights on HBO and Showtime is because next weekend is a Super Bowl, and nobody wants to go up against all of the or or all, all, all of the uh, shouts and murmurs about the Super Bowl that will be coming up this week uh, and then we'll see in February and March and April with some pretty good cards out there uh, across the various divisions um, whether some uh, 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 people will uh, get out and shout no doubt
3: about that Godfather one more thing before we go I gotta ask you. Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather are going to do a boxing match, evidently. It looks like they're close to signing this. Um, most people really want to see Mayweather lose, no matter what, and Conor McGregor doesn't appear to be a boxer that can make Mayweather lose. Why would people buy this?
4: Um, because it's a kind of a freak show, and, uh, and, and um, uh, I, I mean, uh, uh, it's, to me, It's another bad joke. First of all, how could that fight be sanctioned as a fight when one of the guys is not a boxer? So, who sanctions that as a fight? It's an exhibition. Hey, I believe anybody can put up a tent and put on a show, and if people want to watch it, you're not going to be able to stop them. And that's okay. But this is not a prize fight. Presumably, uh, uh, Mayweather would have as much chance of, uh, of beating the other guy at his game as the other guy has of beating him at his game. Why, why, why did they have one round of MMA and one round of boxing? Uh, I, I don't know. You know. To me, it's, it's uh, a show, a promotion. Um, I've heard people talking about it, and it would probably generate uh, a huge interest. Interesting. The godfather of HBO,
3: always and forever, Larry Merchant. Larry, what are your plans for the weekend? What are you doing? Yesterday you rode bikes. Or what, you rode, rode a bike for an hour up and down to the beach?
4: Um, and maybe three hours. And today wow. it's even a, a lovelier day, so I don't know. I may just um, just go down to the beach and do my uh, Sunday reading and uh, have a... a, a, a a roadside type or beachside type shack down there where I often go for lunch and um it's it's a a good a good day in Southern California okay. Godfather
3: if you got the time next week we'll talk about Keith Thurman and Danny Garcia of course the big fight on the 4th does that
4: work? well I'm looking for it I'm looking forward to it it's another it, it figures to be a good fight and uh, attract a good audience and um Boxing needs more of that. Hall of Fame journalist Larry
3: Merchant on Sports balling. Godfather, thank you for your time, sir. Thank you for having me again, Pedro. The greatest of the great folks, the man himself, Larry Merchant, on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Yeah.
5: on valentine's day celebrate your date the trojan way we got condoms galore and that's for sure grab some when you step out to the store bearskin magnum ants whatever as long as you're wearing one when you're together just wrap it up wrap 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 it up on valentine's day make sure you wrap it up wrap it up this valentine's day with trojan condoms available now at your local retailer trojan america's number one most trusted condom brand wrap it up wrap, wrap wrap it up trojan
0: hey travelers
2: If you're 65 or
0: older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain relieving back brace from doctor-approved medical at little to no cost. Many people are now using our brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and feel relief that they haven't had in years. Don't let your back pain get worse. Call 800-507-1148. Call now and get free shipping plus a free easy-to-use pedometer. 800-507-1148. 800-507-1148. Little to no cost with full insurance payment, copay, and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supplies Last.
5: Early days I've had a crazy following up north. It just started even like when I used to fight there was like shows in like Leather Kenny and all like all these small shows I used to fight on. And the same people kept showing up and showing up and showing support before any big before I reached any kind of height. So the support I've had out here has been absolutely unbelievable. So that night in New York was for everyone that supported me all, all the way through. And Connor,
0: these people are your people. So,
1: so, can you tell these people, because you've just gone and got your pro boxing license from California, and it just so happens that this is the first official response to that, can you tell them what's next, and is Floyd... Mayweather really on the radar.
5: Look, originally, originally what happened was Floyd called me out. That's originally what happened. I don't care about Floyd. I don't fear no man under no rule set. So I'm sitting there minding my own business, dominating, true fighting. And Floyd calls me out and leaks a rumor that we're supposed to fight or something like that. But what it done was, it opened up my eyes a little bit. I was like, well, hold on. Maybe I can pursue this. Maybe I can pursue the boxing side. Maybe there's something there. So we went to it. Um, we were in the background with negotiations. And look, we'll see what happens. Now I have my boxing license. Now, now, now the, it's, it's their move now. You know, I've, I've presented myself. Here I have the boxing license. If, since I've got that boxing license, Floyd's fat manager came out and was like, oh, Floyd's in the Bahamas. He's not even, he doesn't care about Conor. I was like, well, I don't give a f- about Floyd either. Yeah.
3: Mayweather was front and center on Showtime Saturday night, of course, in Las Vegas, pumping up the the fight. The fight, that's what he's calling it. The boxing match, of course, between himself and Connor McGregor. McGregor has a boxing license in California, but he has never fought professionally as a boxer, although he's He's had some uh, sparring sessions, some good work with boxing training and things like that. But, you know, guys don't cross over all that well. I remember the guys crossing over from the world of kickboxing to the world of boxing. They were always getting drilled. I mean, all the time. In fact, I was knocking those guys out myself in the gym here in, in San Francisco, California. I was knocking out like cruiserweights and, and big light heavyweights and this and that. And everybody was wondering because these kickboxers would come over and they would spar on Saturdays with the real boxers, okay? And they would all get laid out. It looked look like a MASH unit after that. I kid you not. They couldn't take punches well to the chin. Somehow, crossovers just don't work in the world of combat sports. So what are we talking about right now? We're talking about Conor McGregor and, with no fights whatsoever, turning pro, and in his pro debut, taking on Floyd Mayweather. Interesting. Maybe. Anyway, let me run this one at you. The only guy I can remember turning pro and getting a title shot or fighting the very best in the world, or anything like that, was uh, Pete Rademacher. He was a 1956 Olympic gold medalist, and he fought then heavyweight champion Floyd Patterson, who was looking to fight everybody. But my boxing mentor Eddie Mager, who was ranked number one in the world at that point in time in San, I'm fighting out of San Francisco. Him and Zora Foley and Sonny Liston. I mean, Floyd Patterson, Custom Auto wanted no part of those guys, no part whatsoever. So then we had Rademacher. Knocking down Patterson, I believe, in the first round and Stunning Patterson. No big uh, no big uh, work of art there because Patterson had no chin. Everybody knew that. That's why he boxed with that peekaboo style. That's why Custom Auto developed the peekaboo boxing style for him with his gloves, his chin behind his gloves because he had no chin. Anyway, back to McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. They're talking about maybe a 10-round fight. Should they put a guy like that that's only went like, the most? I think he's winning was like, three, five-minute rounds? Should they really put him in a ten-round fight, ten, three-minute rounds? It's a different world. It's a different animal. And Mayweather is just so finely tuned to what he does. I'm not trying to say what he does appeals to me. I'm not trying to say what he does uh, makes me want to watch him or or I see him again. I don't want to see him again. I thought he retired. I thought he went away. I didn't think we'd have to deal with Floyd Mayweather anymore. I thought maybe he'd pop off on while on TV as some quasi-promoter working with Al Heyman, and that would be the that would be it. But no, he wants to come back. He can't walk away. He's 49-0, and 0, although I have to say that he really hasn't fought all that well, maybe since Bill Clinton was president. But it's been a long time. I mean, it's been a long time since Floyd's really knocked anybody out, since Floyd has really impressed anybody in fights. And for those of you out there that really are impressed with Floyd Mayweather, I ask you, what are you impressed with? I keep asking people this, and they can't tell me. They can't. I said, does he knock people out? No. Well, does he say he's going to knock people out uh, every every fight? Does he say this is going to be a war, and he's going to do what the people want, he's going to deliver, and you got to give the people what they want, et cetera, et cetera. Doesn't he say that each and every fight? Yeah. And does he deliver? No. And yet you keep paying 70 bucks each time. Are are you the victim of some type of hypnotic con? I mean, is there a subliminal message here? Is Floyd Mayweather sending stuff out that I'm not seeing, that maybe other people are being hypnotized by? Because to pay 70 bucks for what amounts to the biggest con perpetrated on the American public, maybe of all time. And I'm I'm saying that because, you know, if you ran him up against any other decent walk-away class, And probably not going to do so well. You know, Welter's going to run him out. Benitez might have given him a run for his money. But you know, Leonard would have beat him. I mean, Leonard would have beat him hands down. Bottom line is, Duran would have smoked him. Duran would have been hitting him to the body. It wouldn't have been a good night for Floyd Mayweather. And of course, Tommy Hearns would have smoked him like a Detroit cigar. That means a joint. I kid you not. A blunt. And that's just, that's just that class of the 80s. And you want to go back further? I think welterweight champion Sugar Robinson would beat him. There's a lot of welterweights beat him. Even maybe a guy as tough as Carmen Basilio could walk down Floyd Mayweather. You see, you've got to hit hard. And Floyd hits direct, and he hits nice, but he doesn't hit so hard. So if you force him... If you force him to fight, if you step on his foot a little bit, if you discombobulate him, if you throw him off his game plan, this is the way you have to fight Floyd Mayweather. That's what gives Conor McGregor a slim chance. I know Slim just left town and all that kind of good stuff, but no, no, no. I'm telling you, if he were to step on Mayweather's foot and catch him with a shot on the chin— it could be lights out. But then again, we're talking about Conor McGregor knocking guys dead with four-ounce gloves. There's a big difference between knocking guys dead with four-ounce gloves and not knocking guys dead with 10-ounce gloves or maybe eight-ounce gloves. But these are going to be 10-ounce gloves because Mayweather's not going to step in the ring with anybody not wearing 10-ounce gloves. I'm just telling you, that's the way it's going to go down. Mayweather's going to dictate this. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Conor McGregor is going to be the star, per se, the real star, because he's in his prime. I mean, as I said, Mayweather... Mm, not not over the hill like like across the street and way I mean, way way past done, overdue. No doubt about it. Floyd should have retired a few years ago, but he had to get that record forty nine and zero. The mythical record, of course, that was retired by the great Rocky Marciano. The Brockton, not the Brockton, the, the man. I mean, he was just. You got to give him some props. He just was. I mean, a short guy that he was. He hit as hard as a. 45 slug coming out of the pistol. I kid you not, that was, that was what his right hand was the, was the, equi- uh, the equivalent of. And, of course, 49-0. and 0. I mean, The Rock was never beat. Then again, The Rock's average age of his opponents were 34.8 years. But then again, you can say that he fought everybody that there was to fight. But then when he fought Joe Lewis, or when he fought Joe Lewis, that, that was a little bit, that was sad. That was sad, knocking Joe Lewis out of the ring, much like Bernard Hopkins got knocked out of the ring a fortnight ago. That's not the way I wanted to go. I wasn't getting, I, I I lost the decision on my last fight and I knew, I remember looking down at my mother who was holding my robe and I looked down at and I said, shook my head and I said, this is it. And she said, you haven't even got the decision yet. You know, because she thought that possibly I won. She doesn't watch my fight. She goes out in the lobby and smokes cigarettes back in the day. But um, she came back and she said, you don't even know if you want. But I knew right then and there that it wasn't that I wasn't feeling anymore. And when I lose, this was probably going to be it. OK. And it, a loss, a split decision loss. And that was it. I knew when it was time to walk away. Unfortunately, Mayweather does not know when it's time to walk away. And the allure of maybe a 100 or 200 million dollars is just it, it, he, he can't walk away from it. He's got an insatiable appetite, an incredible greed, and terrible thirst for money. If he, I mean, holy cow. If he wasn't filthy rich before this fight with Manny Pacquiao, he supposedly grossed $200 million on the fight. That's right, $200 million. That's, mm, that's a lot of money. That's really a lot of money. It sort of tells you what those promoters were making over the years, doesn't it? Think about that. If Floyd Mayweather going independent was able to make $200 million promoting his own fight. What does that tell you that the promoters were taking advantage of fighters over the years, much like they are in the world of mixed martial arts right now? In fact, in in boxing, at least if the fighters are smart, they can ask to see the paperwork. You can ask to see the paperwork. In other words, how much is the promotion making? What are, they, are they selling T-shirts in Istanbul for 10 bucks a pop and making $99 on, on each deal? In other words, every deal is laid out in paper if a boxer knows how to ask for it. If his management asks for it, it's supposed to be supplied by the promoter so you know exactly where the money's going and who's making what. In the U.S.C., there is, there, there's, nobody, there's nobody taking account of nothing. Of course, there's a 100-yard field, as I said, in a football field. Look at this. All of you can envision a 100-yard field, right? A 100-yard football field. It's all green. Now turn the green into money and then realize that the USC, the USC ownership, the management of the USC, uh, as far as this entire USC game is concerned, they own 88 to 93 yards. Think about that. 88 to 93 yards of 100 yards. In other words, the fighters have seven yards of leverage uh, against 93 yards. Not too cool. Of course, that's why these suit... Is going on as I speak. The class action suit brought against Zufa Sports, Zufa Sports headed by Frank Lorenzo Fertitta, and of course the, the mouth that Roy Dana White with those three. And of course, I don't think the Dubai government is the defendant. this. Maybe on paper, of course, but they owned, I believe, twelve or thirteen percent of the UFC before it was sold for four point two billion dollars just a few months ago. That's right, four point two with a B billion dollars, according to my figures uh, that's four thousand two hundred million dollars that's a lot of money for the ufc 1-800-878 play that's one 800 things will be rocking and rolling folks no doubt about that of course we're talking about the garden the garden coming alive we'll talk about the after break man Gennady golovkin was he 36 and 0 now 33 kills taking on once beating danny jacobs from the mecca of boxing of course The Russian contingent will be out. Those folks from the former Soviet Union. Of course, Jacob's coming from nearby Brooklyn. This is going to sell out the garden, no doubt about it. A big fight. March March the 4th will be live on pay per view, of course, from the garden. Danny Jacob's the guy that not only can he fight, he knocked out cancer, sort of like John Wayne kicked cancer's ass. I kid you not. He kicked cancer's ass. He had cancer. I don't want to say what what time before it was, but he had cancer. He went through the chemo and this kind of stuff, and he's come back. I remember when, when they when they said he had cancer and you know he had lost a fight and he wasn't coming back. I said to myself, man, this guy's done. But he's not done. He's the best American middleweight as we speak, and of course that is the working man's division in the world of professional boxing, 160 pounds. So back in the days when boxing was uh, at its peak, I would figure uh, 1950 to 1960, as far as popularity was concerned, the middleweight. The 160-pound weight limit, that was the average size of the man in the United States. Can you imagine that? 160 pounds. Now, if you want to – you think I'm kidding about guys growing. I was looking at some videos from uh, some, some R&B videos with the moments and the shy lights, things like that, from 1970, and then looking at videos from today. I mean, people have just – is it a high-fructose corn syrup on the diet or what? I don't know. People just seem to be enlarged. Open phone lines around the world. This was the first of two hours of Ring Talk Live worldwide, one 800 878 8, play, that's 1 800 878 Hour number two will concentrate mainly on uh, the world of mixed martial arts, but I may touch on pro wrestling as well. I have a little fun talking about pro wrestling, I really do. I do that once in a while. Of course, No host Bar, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, that's 8 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Sports Byline, each and every Sunday. Zach, Attack, Young, and myself talking two hours on No Host Bar today. 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. right hour on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
4: And these are the arms that long to lock you
6: inside
4: every day and every night. Girl, and here is the soul of which you've taken control. Can't you see I'm trying to show?
6: are you a parent of a two to seven year old listen closely for an exciting free radio offer by now you've probably heard of abc mouse the award-winning and revolutionary online learning program that's changing the lives of early learners everywhere abc mouse is like a little one-on-one teacher it has helped her so much designed by teachers and early childhood learning experts ABC Mouse seamlessly aligns with what your child is already learning in school. And with over 7,000 learning activities and more than 650 lessons, it's the most comprehensive early learning site on earth. I have been teaching for 13 years, and I've never seen a program like ABC Mouse. It encompasses science, math, reading, social studies. It's just endless what they can learn on ABC Mouse. I've always had to use 20 websites, and now I can just use one. Right now, we're offering a special radio promo to try it free for a month but you have to go to abcmouse.com slash free to claim your free month. That's abcmouse.com slash free. abcmouse.com slash free.
0: Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
2: If I can't teach you one way, I'll teach you another. But I'm going to get the job done. Yeah.
3: you got to give me some props here. I snuck a, 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 my phone into this place and recorded the concert. Does that sound great for a phone recording or what? Fantastic. Frankie Fallon, of course, season of first coming to you live from the San Francisco Symphony Hall in July of 2017. Now, checking in the World Boxing Organization notes. Of course, you can always follow the WBO at WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com or on Facebook. Um, but the bottom line is the purse negotiations, of course, the purse bits between the Heavyweight champion, the undefeated uh, Joseph Parker, of course, out of New Zealand. Captured that title a fortnight ago with a, a close decision over Andy Ruiz of uh, of American uh, heritage. And, of course, now the next fight for Parker is going to be against not Tyson Fury. They're sticking with the Fury family, but it's Huey Fury, his undefeated brother, who's ranked number two by the WBO. So Tyson Fury, of course, out with a uh, you say some cocaine and some drug usage and emotional issues. His brother's going to fight for the vacant title. They go to Perspids. February 1st in San Juan, Puerto Rico. Of course, the big fight coming up, man. You got to say this. Save this date for your calendar. I'm hot. I'm ready to go. Julio Cesar Chavez. Canelo Alvarez. Alvarez, 48-1-1. One one. Of course, Chavez, twice beaten. They're going to rock for the championship of all Mexico. May the 6th. Take it back. May the 6th. Yeah, 2017, live on pay-per-view. This is hour number one of Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We've got one hour to go. Of course, open phone lines around the world. one 800 Eight seven eight play That's 1-800-878-759. Some of the things we'll touch on in hour number two. The current welterweight champion of the USC. I'm talking about the the, the outspoken Tyrone Woodley. He just lets it go. He talks about racism, bias, online, social media, him getting knocked. Here he the world welterweight champion. He's black and doesn't get the props that he's supposed to get or the money. He's upset and he's letting it be known. Of course, Stephen Thompson joins him. In the interview as well you are tuned to the sports byline broadcast network this is ring talk live worldwide live saturdays and sundays 11 a.m pacific time many of stations stay tuned for hour number two of ring talk live worldwide this is sports byline